I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. School's nearly out, so we're not using polite language anymore. This has been your Obscenity Warning. Hello, welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And we're missing Indy. Womp womp. Today, we are reading chapter one of Melting Stones. Woo! New book. It's done! Glad to grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's meet Luvo. Finally! Chapter one begins with Evie on a ship headed to the Battle Islands. And she is very upset because she is surrounded by water and she cannot feel the stones. And Rosethorn is telling her that she is being a whiny child. And Luvo, the heart of a mountain, who is Evie's new best friend, uh, is like, oh, but this is how children are and they need to be entertained. And so they're all like trying to keep her from losing her mind on the ship. Why is she on this ship, you ask? Well, because she wasn't winding circle and she beat up some other kids. And so they're like, you need to go away from here for a little while. Uh, And so she went with Rosethorn to the Battle Islands. Why the Battle Islands, you ask? Because apparently there's something weird going on with the plants over there. So of course, Rosethorn's going to go check it out because she does that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, Evie is literally hanging off the rail of the ship, trying to get as close to rocks as she can, and all the sailors are like, stop, you're going to fall off the ship, and then we have to fish you out, and we don't want to do that. Uh, And Dedicate Fusspot, aka Dedicate Murtide, who is also on the ship with them, tries to grab Evie off the rail, right? Uh, he almost does, but yeah, he reaches for her. Okay, I was like, this is the same chapter, right? Yes, same (laughs) chapter. So he tries to grab Evie off the rail and she smacks him, 
and Rose Thorne. She doesn't smack. I, I don't think she smacks him. Oh, I thought she hit him. No, she doesn't like to be touched. So she climbed back on board before he touched her, I think, is what it said. Because he, he almost touched her. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's important that she does not like to be touched. Have I missed anything? I know I've put it all out of order. Pretty short chapter. Yeah, oh, uh, short. Luvo and Evie sink to the bottom to explore the volcano stuff at the oh, bottom. Oh, yes. Magically. Yeah. They're ghosties. Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like about this chapter. And as you can tell, I don't remember what chapter I'm in. So. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> so maybe Brittany should go first. Okay, I will go first. I have a question starting off. She starts describing the part where she meets Luvo. The way that she described it, I was confused on to whenever she meets Luvo because she's talking about how her mom sold her. Uh-huh. And then right after she says her mom sold her, she's like, aboard a ship when I wasn't trying to fill the approach of land, I huddled in a corner. There I placed my own stones around me and held my friend Luvo in my lap. So was she saying that this is this present day that she's yes. talking about? Because she goes, uh, my mom sold me and I didn't have a way to talk to uh, anybody and then doesn't even have like a paragraph break and it goes right into aboard a ship I had Luvo with me I'm like wait so is Luvo with her then or is she talking about Luvo is with her now because if he was with her with back then why wasn't he mentioned in the previous book so I was confused as to when Luvo showed up with I the way this is structured Right, I can see from that why you would be confused. It is the presence. She left me with no family and no way even to speak to my new foreign owner. That's the past. And then mm-hmm. we're back to the present with aboard a ship. It yeah, might so have been nice conf- to throw in like a now right there. Yeah, or just have like a paragraph break to start a new paragraph or something because it was all bunched together. So I was like, wait, okay. It was confused me for a second. My next one is Rose Thorn and Lark tell her that she has a choice on whether she wants to go with Rose Thorn or stay in Discipline Cottage. I was confused as to why Evie would choose to go when she hates traveling on ship. At least in Discipline Cottage, she could still fill rocks underneath her. Yeah, but then she'd basically be like confined to the house. That's true, but she'd still have rocks. I don't know. I feel like I'd rather be bored being able to fill rocks than be out and about not being able to fill my power. But she's also not going to be on a ship the whole time. That's true. But it's got to be important. I also just think like this is heavy. Like she's we see how restless she is on this ship. And like, yes, part of it is that she can't feel the stones, but like Luvo says, she's a young mountain or whatever he compares mm-hmm. her to. And it's like, they're restless and they need to be entertained. And so I, I think there's partially an element of she does not like to sit in one place. That's fair. My next hilarious because she's a stone mage and that's what stones do. And so just sit in one place. But they, they talked about that in street magic as well, where like, 
I think it was that she was talking and they were like, you talk a lot for a stone mage. Stones don't talk. Mm-hmm. Stones don't talk. <laughs> She's like, I'm not a stone though. I have stone magic, but I'm not a stone. My next one is where uh, Evie is calls Dedicate Murtide, but Dedicate Fusspot. Dedicate Fusspot. <laughs> Which I feel called out because how <laughs> He's 30 and he's trying to deal with a crazy kid having kids of my own. I'm like, I would be dedicate fuss pot as well. Like, I see a kid dangling off the side of the boat. I'm like, get your ass back on this boat. <laughs> be freaking out too. I can take care of myself. No, child, get on this boat. I don't care what you think. Get on this boat, okay? <sighs> yeah. And he, She's like, oh, he's he just talks about how he gets gray hairs all the time. He doesn't have the right to be saying anything like that. <laughs> like, girl, you are the reason that he probably has the gray <laughs> hairs and he's feeling so stressed out because you are a handful and driving him absolutely crazy. <laughs> Children. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I have to say, I think the first time I read this book, I pictured her like standing on the rail but didn't realize that she's like literally hanging she's off of hanging it like, off of it. like his, her she's dangling off reaching down yeah. tra- hanging upside down trying to reach into the water with her fingers uh, like he has every right to be fussing right now especially yes. with the tremor that just happened too she could have easily fallen in and she's <laughs> getting all aggravated with him because she's like Oh, he's such a buzzkill. Oh my gosh, he's so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> like, he's yeah. trying to look out for you. What a goober. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I, 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 yes, I am fuss pot. That is me. <laughs> I know I brought this up before, but it is really cool how Tammy uh, makes these uh, words up that, like, we know what they are. Mm-hmm. just by context clues but they don't actually exist in our mm-hmm. lexicon but she still manages to make it work yeah and it's it's impressive every time wait yes. are you talking about fuss pot yeah is that not a real word yeah i think it no, is no, yeah it's not. i've no uh no it's not You're i've heard it before i've never heard that before <laughs> i've heard it before yeah, I grew up with the fucking word Oxford pot. Diction. I thought it was fake. <laughs> no, I've, I've heard it before. What the fuck? Did you just this Google is... it? I did. Yep. I just think Evie's good with nicknames. Juba Huba, Bus Pot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I want more books about Evie just so all, everybody gets nicknamed. You know why she show? You know why she is so sharp? Why? She's she's a Rolling Stone. Ah. Oh gosh. And now I feel like there needs to be a Rolling Stones joke. <laughs> I I feel like if I would have read this book as a kid, I probably would have been on Evie's side, like, oh man, what a buzzkill. This guy sucks. Right. And now reading it as an adult and having kids, right. like I'm definitely on Fest Pot's side. I, I don't I don't think Stone Mages float too well either. Her bones will float, go to the bottom. That's what matters. I like the short little description of uh, how Ro- why Rose Thorn talks really slow. Tammy does so good with this, with every book that she writes. She doesn't have to go into long, huge paragraphs, pages worth of stuff to explain what happens in previous books. She yeah. just has quick, sh- short sentences to get to the point real quick. 
It talks about how the kids brought Rose Thorne back to life. Oh, she was dead for a little bit, but they brought her back to life. It's fine. <laughs> when Murtide criticizes Rose Thorne, it's like, I don't know why you support her. She's only a child. I'm a dedicated mage of Winding Circle. I am far better, uh, far better able to judge the movement and manner of power below us. Like, sir, you are 30 years old. You are a dedicate at Winding Circle Temple. Where, where have you been the past eight, ten years? <laughs> like, if you're a dedicate here, you know the crazy shit that some of the kids there can do. So, where have you been, sir? Where Were have you, you been? W- was he there when they repelled the pirate attack at the place where you worship and work? Like- right? Right? <laughs> Eight years ago, you were 30 years old, so you have been there. You've been there. Uh, I find it funny that Murtide is from the Water Temple, because in previous books, Rose Thorn and Lark always talk about how shitty people from uh, the Water Temple suck. And of and course, nothing he's from, has changed. He's from, he's from Water Temple, and I'm like, hmm. I I see where this is going. They're going to butt heads for sure. My next one (laughs) is when Evie tells Rose Thorn, I'm no butter of his. He doesn't have to try and churn me all the time. My next one is alongside the ship came a long arm of seawater with Rose Thorn's hat on top of it. It passed the hat to Murtide who patted the tentacle as he pet a good dog. So it's just a wave wearing a hat. That's so cute. I love that moment. <laughs> it's just wearing a little hat. It's, so, it's like, here you go. Here's your hat. I love that wearing it. Like, all good water. Good, yeah, good pets water. Them. Good job. <laughs> you look so cute in that hat. Now give it back. Thank you. I wouldn't pet wave with a hat. <laughs> My next one is when Luvo talks to Rose Thorn because when I first started this chapter, I thought that Luvo, uh, only Evie could understand or hear Luvo. And so yeah. when it got to the part where Luvo started talking to Rose Thorn, I was like, oh, okay. I guess everybody can hear and understand Luvo. Because I thought he was just like <clears throat> a rock that she had with her that only she could hear. So it's like, oh, okay. I guess that's not the case. Normal rocks speak only to Evie. Luvo is not a normal rock. That's true. That's true. But I wonder, like, is it just is it just the people that are tuned to magic, or is it anybody? I don't know. We'll I don't find know who knows. But we've only we've only seen him talk to Evie and Rosethorn. So who knows? I'm not gonna lie. When I was reading that, it made me think like kind of like an imaginary friend situation where if if Evie was the only one that could hear it and she's just carrying around this like funky looking rock thing. And that's what I was. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. The rocks. Yeah. It's definitely talking. <laughs> we, we all heard him say that. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking at first until he actually spoke to Rose Thorne. I was like, okay, not imaginary friend situation. I feel like even if it was like, is that much different from Briar with his Shackham? He carries around a tree that probably pretty much talks to him. I mean, fair. Yeah. <laughs> Holy <Okay>. fair. <laughs> they are very similar, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. At least 
with Luvo, other people can actually hear him talk. The only other person that can hear the Shotgun is Rose Thorn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody else can understand what the Shotgun's saying. So, including Crane, which is why Briar had to steal it in the first place. Oh, bird. <laughs> My next one is when Luvo is being very patient with Evie and uh, tells her to stop her noise. Yeah. (laughs) um, That that her noise is quite grating. I would like to be able to tell students that sometimes. Maybe I should do that. Your noise is quite grating. Please stop. (laughs) The Rose Thorn's like, it's called whining. He's like, oh, well, if she can please stop doing that, I can show her something. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, so much patience. Uh, Really isn't. Can you swim all the way to the Battle Islands, the sailor called? If not, you better stay on the fucking ship. Yep. (laughs) Um, Luvo, just being a, like, sentient foot-and-a-half-tall gummy bear. Kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. I I knew that you would like Luvo. I don't know if you remember this, but when we were having our Tortolan Knights discussion, mm-hmm. our last one, and you were talking about how much you liked Chime, I was like, see, the first four books, Goodwin's favorite character was the tree. The second four books, Goodwin's favorite character was the glass dragon. The last three, your favorite character is going to be Luvo. <laughs> yeah absolutely no i i love it listen uh i like the characters that need characterization by not being living things <laughs> evie refers to stuff compared to food wise like when she talks about like why the plants and stuff are dying and my rose seller has to go to the island to find out what's going on evie's like uh that's no bread and salt of mine yeah so that's like the second food reference in the chapter. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more, but it kind of makes sense knowing her background. Because mm-hmm. what Briar tricked her with some food or something to like talk to her the first time, right? Like on the roof. Yeah, he he puts a meal out for her, and then mm-hmm. he, he baited her. her. Get it? Yeah. 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 Which uh, makes sense because he was always sneaking off to Gorses when he first got to Winding Circle. Yeah, they're they're very alike in their uh, food forwardness they're very alike in many ways evie describing rose thorn as uh having to talk extra carefully because she was dead once i know we kind of went over that but like that's a really interesting way of describing her speech impediment <laughs> is this the one where it says something about like had a trade of... yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he can't Mohan, who guards you always the have dead. yeah you always have to trade something to be able to come back to life you can't just get it for free. Yep, he has to be I was paid about for to his s- trouble. I was about to say the Black God, and I was like, that's the wrong series. <laughs> There's also the description of when Luvo takes Evie into the sea, that there's grains of rock that have been ground down so fine, and they're like in the currents and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's always stone in water. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't sense them, they're still there. Reminded me a lot of Toph from Avatar The Last Airbender when she realizes uh, how to metal bend. Maybe Evie will be able to use water later on because there's <gasps> rock be cool. in the water. Well, yeah. mm-hmm. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. 
She's being too nonchalant, Brittany. I think I'm onto something. I love that Lubo calls Evie Evanene. I just, I love his personality. It's great. And it feels very, like you said, the voice feels very cavernous uh, or sounds like cavernous, sounds mountain-like. His personality to me feels what I think a mountain would be like. Evie is tough. Briar and Evie are a lot alike. The fact that she beats the shit out of some kids. Um, and, and Rose Thorne is like, well, they want to confine you to Discipline Cottage because you beat the shit out of them after you after disarm them. them. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, this sounds like Briar. Her pulling um, a knife on uh, Bus Pot, too. Briar, like, <laughs> knives, Evie, knives. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love the bit about Luvo never getting tired of telling the same jokes and never getting tired of hearing the same answers. Um, let me see if I can find it real fast. He's like a dad. <laughs> uh, do you know, Evumeme, that ocean rocks do not swim to the surface? Luvo always said that when he found me hunting for the sea's floor. The hearts of mountains apparently never get tired of telling the same jokes. They also never get tired of hearing the same answers. So I told him what I often did. There's always a first time. Uh, the other notes I have are in reference to the audio because it was audio first. And so I kind of tune into the audio a little bit more. Um, Tamara Pierce, I believe, is the voice of the sailor in the opening line. Oh, that would the- make sense because it. When I was listening to it, I was like, oh, I forgot this is first person. And I was used to Tammy reading it. And it's not Tammy reading it this time. Yeah. And so I believe that she's that sailor who's saying, hey, kid, get off the rail. Uh, And then I think, but I'm not sure that Murtide might be the same person who voiced Jigors. I didn't listen to the other book, so I don't know. Yeah, I will. I will have to. The, the voice just sounded really familiar, so I will have to like look up some, stir up some credits. But yeah, before we move on to section two, I want to ask you guys how you feel about first person. It threw me off at first, but <laughs> nine books so far has been third person, and now the first time I read it, I was like, "Whoa, this is weird." But I don't know. I feel like it's, she's always doing something new in each book. I feel like. And so this is just another new thing to do. It, it's kind of refreshing, I think. I think it's cool. Good one. It's definitely different. I feel <laughs> like fantasy doesn't have a lot of first-person viewpoints, usually. I feel like it's mostly third. At least with the stuff that I've read has been mostly third-person. So I'm like... I don't know. I feel like so far, with it being in first-person, it could have easily not sounded like Evie at all but you can definitely tell that this is Evie talking, even with like fishes. Because <laughs> you you wouldn't say fishes, but I feel like her she uh, would. background, she would definitely say fishes. So I don't know, even down to that small little detail. So I don't know. I, I It's only been one chapter so far, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's a nice change of pace. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Part two of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or message in the chapter. What theme or message did you find? The theme that I found was patience. That's the one I found! Yep, because that's... (laughs) (laughs) Then I will indie in their place, but you continue. (sighs) Clearly, Evie's having a tough time being on the ship, but like it's temporary. I get being scared and frustrated and not being able to feel stuff, but it, they're heading to a place. Like It's not going to be like that forever, so it would be nice if she could chill out a little bit yes, and be patient getting there. Luvo is trying to teach her that, though he would never say that directly to her. That's not how you teach. <laughs> no. He'll get along well with Nico. I miss Nico so much. Did I still don't know if he died or not. I, I assume he's, he he's gone. He's dead. He's dead. I, I would I would think he didn't. Quit holding your breath. He's gone. Considering Tris wasn't didn't seem all that upset about it, I don't think he died. Because I wouldn't think Tris would be like, ah, yeah, he died. It's fine. Whatever. He's gone. I, I don't know why you're holding out hope. Maybe this is more of a magic than a theme, but not underestimating people because of their age. Kind of like how Brittany was talking about with Mertide. It's like. She's a child, blah, blah, blah. Well, where have you been the last eight years when these other children have been running around doing crazy things? Yep. I think maybe there's a contrast with how Luvo treats Evie. Less, oh, well, you're a child and I'm going to condescend to you. And like more, well, you are a young mountain. And so I must keep you entertained. <laughs> but Or you but could be maybe, very dangerous. Yeah, but hopefully still teaching at the same time. You can just coddle them, but yeah. I guess I'd say that that I feel like this this chapter is a nice reflection on like how we treat children and 
how we act toward how we treat how we potentially treat them differently than we do adults. Part three of our three-step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter? The personal magic that I found is to not hang off the railing of a ship while it's in transit because that's a good way to fucking drown. Yeah. I love that. I, I do too. Love that. Yeah, me and Allison have been cruising twice, so I don't want to say we love to cruise, but we do love fucking being on cruise ships and stuff. You hear stories all the time of people like falling over and like getting fucking lost. Don't be near the, the edge of the ship all the time and you won't fall off. I, don't, I, I don't really... hang off of it upside down. Right. <laughs> you yeah, won't I... fall into the ocean. Don't treat the ship's rail like monkey bars. Yep. Exactly. So basically, like follow basic safety precautions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel that's, I feel like good. that that's applies really to, to a broad variety of things, not just ships. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yep. Yep. Yeah, when you're traveling the ocean, don't fucking hang near the edge of the ship. Like, just fucking don't. <laughs> well, I feel like I feel like you know similar things. You know, if you're climbing a fire tower, I'm sure there are certain safety precautions there. Yeah, don't don't just free climb. Use your safety hook or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. Especially if you have stone magic, you'll sink to the bottom. <laughs> I was just at a soccer game. You know, there are certain safety precautions that you should take on the bleachers at a soccer game. You know. If there are signs posted, danger, shallow water, no diving, you know. Uh, I don't know. I feel like uh, she has to court the danger because she grew up on the streets and she doesn't have that life anymore. So she has to have a little (laughs) bit of excitement in her life still. The constant threat of potentially dying around every corner. She doesn't have that anymore. She needs the adrenaline rush. She needs the adrenaline or she doesn't feel like she's living a full potential life. So there you go. That's that's why she had to go on the ship instead of staying at home and discipline. Yep. Makes sense. Perfect sense. I was going to say, was your magic something about how uh, life is different when you're an adult? No, no. (laughs) And and it's okay to be a fuss bot sometimes. (laughs) That's a really good one, but no, that's not what mine is. Mine is when Evie's comparing her looks to Rose Thorn, and Evie's like, oh, if I ever get interested in romance, I'll have to pay attention to my looks. She's comparing herself to Rose Thorn. She's pointing out all these different things about Rose Thorn that make her beautiful, but then going back and being like, she's so beautiful, but I have this. I'm not nearly as pretty as she is, but if I want to have romantic life later on i'm gonna have to start paying attention to my looks more like girl no you don't you really don't if if you decide later on that you want a romantic partner you want them to love you for you not for your looks because looks fade you may think that your lips are too wide or whatever and maybe that's going to be your romantic partner's favorite thing about you like you don't you try to see all the beauty in other people and you bypass the beauty in yourself. I know I have that problem all the time. Like, oh, my friends are so beautiful. Oh, this random person on the street. I wish I had looks like that. No, my husband loves me so much. He doesn't care about my looks. You don't want to go after a person that just cares about your looks because like I said, your looks will fade. 
So, Evie, girl, you're beautiful. Okay. So stop it. Love yourself. Yes. That... Stop trying to compare yourself to other people because you're always going to find something that is wrong with you when there's nothing wrong with you. Maybe she just <laughs> thinks Rose Thorne is hot. Well, I mean, that would be another uh, thing that makes Rose, uh, Evie and Briar similar because Briar did have a little crush on her at the beginning. So. <laughs> Lark and Rosethorn, like, they're the perfect example of people who love each other for who they are. Mm-hmm. So this chapter made me think of something that our not-quite-canter talked about at Shabbat on Friday night, which is just, like, this concept of, like, being aware that you're not the only person on the planet. <laughs> just, like, oh, so, you know, when you're in the Starbucks line, remember that the other people in line aren't just obstacles. They're all people too. Or when you're stuck in traffic or whatever. Traffic, that's a big one for me. And I really, I feel like I got this from both Evie and Murtide here. Because he's like, God, this annoying kid. And she's like, I hate the world right now. And everyone on this ship because I have to be on a stupid ship except Rose Thorn because if I hated her, she would throw me in the well. Uh, (laughs) I mean, to be fair, she's... She's a teenager. Yeah, she's like, how old was she? Was she 10? She was 10 in Street Magic. Yeah, she said four years, so 14. Like, to be fair, like, she's a kid, and that's kind of how you are when you're that age. And to some degree, you kind of have to be, like, that selfish to, like, figure out who you are and how you fit in the world. Mm -hmm. But um, just remembering that, like, well, you know, maybe I shouldn't be whining because maybe, like, because there's other people who... I'm literally going to be, they said that they're going to be at the next town either that night or the next day. Like, right. no need to be whining. You're going to be touching ground really soon. Right. Which I guess just goes back to patience. So, you know, your theme was my magic. I've never been a particularly patient person. I think I've never been a particularly patient person. Some people tell me I'm very patient. I don't know how, I don't know how that works. But. If it's something like not actively harming someone or something or like like super egregious you're pretty patient about not affecting people's stuff like something that could just be annoying i think you're you're relatively patient but like if it's something like making fun of a friend or something like you you wouldn't you wouldn't take that so basically what you're saying is i'm sandry Yes. <laughs> which yeah, we've established which we've several times it's just already yeah we're just adding to it at this point we like to end our episodes with an excerpt from the following chapter so this is an excerpt from chapter two of melting Stone. someone breathed fish and garlic in my face hands shook me A voice made ugly noises that banged in my ears. In the sea, every noise was softened by the swish of water. These noises grated. I flinched. The hands grabbed me harder. I opened my eyes. Terror flooded me. I forgot where I was. I thought I was a captive. A man's face was too close to mine. I couldn't breathe. Was I back in Yangshi? That was it. I was a prisoner of the Emperor's soldiers. They beat me last time. They beat me again to make me tell on my friends. I screamed and slammed my head forward, hard, on the soldier's nose. Then I lashed sideways and bit deep into his arm. Except his arm wasn't the silk-covered leather of an imperial warrior. I was biting into the flesh covered by blue linen. Make her let go of me, Dedicate Fosspot tried to shake me off. His voice was muffled. 
Evu Meime, you are far from Jiangxi, Luvo said. Murtide, I told you not to lay hands on her. Rosethorn sounded like she was close by. I stopped biting Murtide. My feet were throbbing. They remembered the Emperor's soldiers, too. I thought she was having a fit. Murtide's nose was bleeding. I thought she was dying. I was trying to save her life. The ungrateful brat broke my nose. When I told you, don't touch me to wake me ever, because I, I've been in a war and I react violently, you respected me. For a plant person, Rose Thorn could sound like iron when she made a point with someone stupid. Evie was in that same war. She fought as hard as any adult, harder sometimes, yet you refused to acknowledge that she may suffer the same effects. I told you not to grab her. I said she might panic if she saw a man's face too close to hers when she came out of a trance. She is too young to do a mage trance, Murtide groped his pockets for a handkerchief. He was bleeding all over his habit. Looked like a mage trance to me, one of the sailors muttered. Fusspot Murtide glared at her. The sailor shrugged, and she gave me her water flask so I could rinse the taste of Murtide from my mouth. Ah, oh, Murtide. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. You can also help people find us by leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Find all our episodes at our new home on ACAST, shows.acast.com slash Reading Circle Shake at us. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook. And you can join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. To find us on Twitter, tweet at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellows for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their art by following Yellows for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. No, uh, she, she smacks him later. Smacks him later? Or she like, does yeah, smack she him? He- yeah, she headbutts him, and then she also bites him when he Wait, wakes what? her up. What? No, uh, I remember that. I know there's a part where he, like, touches her, and she freaks out. She drew a knife on him. That was it. Because he grabbed, she... he, he grabbed her sash and he she drew her <laughs> knife on him. And Rose Thorn got mad about Guys, it. Guys, I am so fucked up right now. Uh, I read Did chapter Did you read chapter one. two? Yeah, yeah. You read chapter two? Because I read chapter one last time and I had it ready and then I reread and I started at chapter two instead of chapter one. Okay, so that's why I don't She know. did not smack him. She did not smack him. No. Not in this chapter anyway. So, <laughs> oh no. Spoilers. Spoilers. Evie tries to beat the shit out of Benedict Husband. Doesn't try. She succeeds. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.